Well, Ulysses, the World Baseball Classic is ongoing, and there's been a lot of excitement and some controversy as well. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, happiness, heartbreak. <sighs> Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as our social media on Twitter, Instagram, at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, reach out to us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We love the voice memos. We love when you uh, chime in and say where you're listening from and the background of your Rays fandom. So do not be shy or hesitant to reach out to us anytime. So Ulysses, let's get right into it. Uh, as I recall, uh, recently the U.S. faced off against your country, Venezuela, in the World Baseball Classic and USA reigned supreme in that. Uh, I'll just go ahead and let you uh, vent provide your thoughts, views, opinions, and and uh, just uh, how you're recovering from that L this, that Venezuela suffered. This might be like a kind of a therapy session here. Uh, look, man, I, first I want to say that was a heck of a game. That was a heck of a game. It was it, it had everything that you wanted, uh, maybe except for uh, very solid. Well, actually, you, you did have some solid pitching as well. But no, it was terrific, man. Nine to seven ball game. It, it had everything you wanted. The, both lineups came out swinging the, the bats really well. I I cannot be upset because this team really showed that they, they wanted it, man. I mean, the Venezuelan team was just on, playing with their hair on fire. And, you know, you you, you got to be proud. You got to be proud that until the, the last end, the last out, they, they gave them, they gave it their all. It's a heck of a U.S. lineup. Though. I mean, you, you have Trey Turner batting ninth and he has the, the the audacity to hit a grand slam. Like, yeah, that's what you're up against, you know, when when you're facing the U.S. lineup. So it's it was very difficult. I do think Omar Lopez was the, the right guy to be the, the manager for Venezuela. He did everything right, except, of course, in that eighth inning. I would not have brought out Jose Quijada again in the eighth inning. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about this, you know, how. Let's, in the seventh inning, it was a very ten, tense um, out to get. He comes mm -hmm. in, he gets the strikeout for Kyle Tucker. He gets all crazy because of the the reaction, the the, the, the the meaning that you're six outs away from beating the U.S. and going into the semifinal, right? Like, you have that high of an adrenaline. What have we always said on this podcast, Kevin, about that high of an adrenaline once you, you, you're you off the, the, the out? Don't come back in. Why mm -hmm. would you put that guy back in? That was That right. was the mistake. That was the mistake, and it cost him. You know, he lo he he loaded the bases. Silvino Bracha, who was amazing in Winter League Baseball. I mean, just nails, man. And um, 0-2 count, and the changeup left it right down Main Street. Didn't go didn't go um, as low as he wanted it, and boom, Trey Turner does what a $300 million man is supposed to do with those pitches. So it sucks. Heartbreak, man. But, um, you know, the a buddy of mine, was texting me 
uh, on the game, and he said uh, that I guess that's the perk of, of being uh, having double nationality. Ulysses is that now you still have one more team that you can root for. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm still not out. <laughs> that's true. Uh, which, by the way, with the World Baseball Classic, I've made this clear. I have not paid attention to it. I have not watched it. I have focused very little on it outside of the heroics of Randy Rosarina and the uh, crazy injury of Edwin Diaz, which we'll get into and see how that affects the World Baseball Classic. But how has this WBC for you compared to ones in previous iterations as far as entertainment value and excitement and so forth? I think it's been the most entertaining, uh, not not only because more players are more star players are saying yes. And it's not just like if you look back at the at the U.S. teams, for example, of 06 and 09, like they they had big names, but it was big names that they were past their prime. Right you now, um, Griffey in 06 is not the same Griffey that we remember, you know. Uh, that's not the guy that that hit 660 something home runs you know uh, rumor he actually fell asleep in the batter's box during a world baseball classic game <laughs> that's what i heard anyway may, may, may be true uh so no th and you know with social media and the engagement and uh it, it's just been more fun to to kind of share this with with more people obviously with the podcast and and, and with anti-social media uh, i've been able to talk about it with other people that follow the, the podcast and interact with me on, on twitter so that has been really cool and, and really fun to see. But I will tell you this, this might come um, as a um, as a dagger in the hearts of Locked On Race listeners, of race fandom, and probably you, Kevin. Mm. But I, I cannot be a hypocrite. I cannot be a hypocrite. I, I hate hypocrites in, in, in my life, so I cannot be one. Uh, I'm done booing Altuve. I'm done. I cannot, ah. I cannot boo the guy that, that I was cheering for when he wore my colors you know and and then when the starts the season starts then do a complete 180 i can't do it so i'm i'm so i've i've rationalized this rationalized this in my brain if i'm done booing altuve i'm done booing correa springer and everybody else uh, everybody that was involved in it it's been six years since it happened it's been four years since the information came out i'm done with the trash can bit i i i understand ah listeners that 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 want to hold that grudge forever and they're calling them cheaters and all that look man everybody has their own personal journey what i'm saying with this is my personal journey of holding that grudge with these guys um i'm i'm done with it i'm done well my question would be if you still have a, cr a grudge out there with those particular players um if any of them were to join the Rays, how would you feel? What would your reaction be if George Springer was in a Rays uniform, if Correa was in a Rays uniform, if Altuve was in a Rays uniform, if Phil on the blank was in a Rays uniform? And I think that answer would be completely the same for every Rays fan across the board because, again, we can't be hypocrites. Do we not know that Charlie Morton was in that team? Do we not know that McHugh was in that team? Did they not... Mm -hmm play for the race were they not loved by a race fandom and before you tell me oh he was a pitcher he was really they, they were both pitchers they were not involved everybody knew in that locker room what was going on everybody yeah. pitchers and hitters so don't bring me that oh McHugh and morton they're cute and lovable and, and they're pitchers no, no no we already clapped for those guys so again can't be a hypocrite yeah. i'm done with the booing bit 
if you had that much integrity and were so dead set on how wrong and shameful it was to the game of baseball, you would have blew the lid on it if you were Colin McHugh or Charlie Morton, or you would have stood up and tried to put a stop to it. That's the issue with organizations where, you know, uh, a whole group of people are doing something wrong and you're kind of a bystander and you don't, you're kind of caught in the middle. So that makes it tough from that perspective. I love the bystander, but you know, we're both, we're both Seinfeld fans. Isn't that how uh, they all met their end? The yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, being Good bystanders, point. you know? Yeah. Uh, we have more to discuss on the WBC, but first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about something very important. Yes, I'm really excited about this Ultimate Baseball GM. It's the new mobile game that will let you be the MLB GM that you've always wanted to be. And I know that you've always wanted to be an MLB GM because you're listening to a daily podcast on baseball. So within this game, you can manage every strategic aspect of the game. You can play through a season and then finally reach victory. I've tried this out. It's really cool. You can match up uh, personalities of coaches to players and see how they can develop. I will give you a little bit of advice here. Uh, peek behind the curtain. If you act like the race franchise has, guess what? You will be kind of successful in this game. I'll leave you that little hint. So wow. today, go to uh, your app store and download Ultimate Baseball GM. Locked on race listeners will get 100 free uh 100 free boost to your franchise when you use the code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n so today go to your app store download this game ultimate baseball gm you can also download it at probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today okay because i've been so hands off with the world baseball classic march madness is going on folks what do you want from me come on Get on my level here. Uh, are the new MLB rules in place for the World Baseball Classic? No, sir. It's the last time we actually get, quote unquote, pure baseball with okay. MLB stars. Yeah. So the next WBC will have those new rules. I would assume so. Players. Yes, I would assume okay. so. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, that's assuming we have a World Baseball Classic uh, four years from now. Because people are losing their minds that uh, Mets closer Edwin Diaz uh, sustained a season-ending right knee injury as he celebrated Puerto Rico's win. And now people are going off the handle and saying, at least this is, I've heard some, again, maybe it's just a small contingent of people on social media and in the traditional media space and sphere as to, hey, just shut this thing down, let's end it. Let's also remember, I mean, this is not the first time nor the last time that a professional baseball player and particularly a professional pitcher has hurt themselves in a quirky, odd, non-traditional manner. Let's also put that into perspective as well here, folks. Yes. And before you're like, wait, the 2026 one is in trouble. Again, it's not, thankfully, because of the, um, of the agreement, the CBA agreement. So it's already been okay. marked into law so 2026 is good so far but you're right i mean there's been a lot of um you know negative uh comments about the wbc which you know obviously fans are fans you know that they're fanatics so they're emotional right. which means that they don't listen to logic so when you tell them hey that could have happened anywhere they're like no but it happened at wbc the wc's fault it's like okay well you can, you can cry about it um that's that's fine and we understand where you're coming from but 
it's it really isn't the WBC's fault. I mean, didn't Kendris Morales uh, hurt, uh, broke his foot uh, when he jumped on on home plate like 12 years ago, celebrating a yeah. walk off home run? Didn't Blake Snell break his toe? coming out of a bathtub as far as we know um uh you know didn't uh grant balfour uh spend six weeks on the il because he was you know wrestling jim hickey yeah just to give you some raise Did, didn't here. david price hurt himself playing video games suffering carpal tunnel syndrome didn't I... uh, will smith uh tore his lcl taking off his shoes like there's a myriad of crazy uh, injury circumstances that guys have gotten hurt taking off their pants and their shirt. Yes. Like multiple times. Oh, it, it, yes. And it happens every season. Those quirky things. Uh, I think Derek Holland once uh, tripped uh, going down the stairs on a on his kid's Legos or something like that. Like yeah. it can happen anytime. And you know what? It happened to Venezuela on Saturday's game against the U.S. Um, Daniel Bard just, just hit him straight on the, on the right thumb. And now... Uh, Altuve is going to be out for, I think, six to 10 weeks. Um, So, you know, with the Venezuelan perspective I can give you, it sucks. It sucks that he got hurt, and it sucks that we lost him for for the next five innings in that game because he would have been really helpful. Um, But if you ask Altuve, and if you ask Edwin Diaz, and and, and you tell him, hey, would you do that again? They would say 100% yes. 100% yes. And, you know, I think... Uh, I might have gotten a little bit of um, a blowback when we were talking about the WBC before it started. And I said, right. hey, they're going to be playing as hard as they have ever played. Wander Franco is going to care more about a game wearing the Dominican jersey than a playoff uh, wearing a race jersey. I-, I saw some Locked on Race listeners like balk at that, like, oh, you're crazy. I, I was proven right. <laughs> like, you see every quote by every race player and and by other franchises and they're saying the same thing man like this is more important than, world, yeah. than the world series randy rosarena after making that catch literally said to ken rosenthal that was that that catch felt better than hitting home runs in the world series punto it yeah. just does i mean talk about that that's a great segue there with randy because he just we know it we know it, we know it he loves the bright lights he loved he loves the spotlight uh he loves when the the moment is is largest um i mean there will be a day probably when he's in a, a yankees uniform or a dodgers uniform or a cubs uniform and he just thrives and thrives and thrives because he'll have that 40 45000 cheering him day yeah. in and day out and uh that that's a reason you know I, I, and that's where i think it's good for baseball and for the rays where randy does something like that he performs at peak level for team Mexico, because people start Googling team Mexico. They start reading about Randy and then they realize that he plays on the Rays, or they already knew that. And they might be more inclined or interested in, Hey, maybe I will watch or check out a Rays game or read more about the Rays, Or maybe he turns and transfers some people that live and are from Mexico into Rays fans. I mean, again, uh, Randy is not the only, uh, Team Mexico player on the Rays. There's also Isak Paredes. So maybe that kind of provides a little gateway and avenue to to grow and expand your fan base in some shape or form as well. Yes, and the Rays do need to do that. And they need to tap into that. And 
you've seen how they've done that in the past with Akinori Wamura from Japan and, and Yoshi Sutsugo. Unfortunately, that, that was a failed experiment. Uh, but, you know, with Jiman Choi, you know, the Korean stores did have Tampa Bay race hats because of Jiman Choi. Right. Uh, so, no, I think that's a great point. If, if the WC is made to, you know, grow the game uh, around the, the globe, it's also uh, a chance to grow MLB's brands, mm -hmm. like the franchises. So that's a great point. You know, if... If some if if somebody who's a baseball fan in Mexico but is not really tied into a particular um, club because that's how it is when you're abroad you you, you kind of just follow your your uh, countrymen you know that right. that's how it used to work for me I wasn't really a fan of any team I just you know used to okay what is Alex Gonzalez doing what is Johan Santana doing what is Carlos Zambrano doing like that's what I cared about Bobby Abreu Bagley Ordonez but once you move into a country then that's that's that changes but if you don't this would be a great, great opportunity for saying, "Hey, Randy Rosarena, he's the MVP of Mexico. I'm gonna, I'm going to see 162 games of of uh, of of his team play because yeah. that's that's who that's who my favorite player is. Like, that's a great point, man. Uh, the tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. That is because new customers get a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Winnable.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, going back to the Edwin Diaz injury, um, I would understand if there was more vitriol and hate if his injury came on a throw, him trying to dial it up to 101 or 102, something along those lines. But I do wonder, this does make me interested and curious to see how, if at all, MLB teams will navigate allowing or putting certain restrictions and protocols in place for their players that want to participate in the WBC. Maybe it's one of those things where this just gives uh, teams like the Mets and the Yankees uh, more of a reason or excuse not to allow some of their superstar players to participate, or they put in some sort of um, addendum in their contract or, or something in there that reads, you know, Hey, if you get hurt, or injured playing in the world baseball classic, then a portion of your salary, you know, for the time that you're injured and unable to play for the big league ball club that gets wiped out. I mean, there, there's all sorts of uh, language in, in rate in uh, MLB contracts of what types of activities players can and can't do. You know, I mean, you can't yeah. necessarily uh, I, you're definitely not allowed to, to, to wrestle and, uh, and participate in boxing. And I mean, a, a lot of, a lot of other things like skydiving, skiing, motorcycle racing are, are strongly prohibited as well. So I wonder if that would kind of be a little, um, add in to, to future MLB contracts, uh, with that. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, obviously if they're playing, it's because the, the insurance 
was going to pay if anything happened. So yeah. the Astros and, and the Mets are not going to be on the hook for Altuve and Edwin. But yeah, there, there could be uh, you know future stipulations in, in, in yeah. players' contracts where, where something like that could happen. But I did learn a couple of things that teams were already doing during this WBC that I, I, I wasn't aware of. Mark DeRosa said after the Venezuelan game, he said that they lasted, they, they put on Daniel Bard for too long because there's a stipulation from MLB teams that if a reliever gets up in the bullpen, they have to throw. Mm. You can't just do the ups and downs in the bullpens. MLB teams don't want to do that. So that kind of gives you a little bit of, a, of an insight of like, oh, it's, it's much more tough to make those bullpen decisions right. if you're a WBC manager. And then Omar Lopez, the Venezuelan uh, manager, said that Jose Alvarado wasn't ready for that eighth inning. But regardless, he was he was only uh, available to, to get four outs. That was it. Yeah. So the Phillies already told Omar, like, You're, you can use him, but only for four outs. That's it. Yeah. So That must make the job really tough for that country's manager. And it also, again, not to – I'm not anti-WBC by any means, but – Again, I think not. I know you're not. I think it dilutes the the product and um, what happens on the field where all these clubs. And I understand what they're trying to do. I mean, that, that's they put a lot of investment into money, and at the end of the day, you want your team to win a World Series. But when you add in all these, what you can and cannot do, what you're not allowed to do, um, that also you know muddies up the waters a little bit too. Yeah, and and th and this is the thing that's that we I think we've talked about on a past mailbag is you know FIFA. With with the World Cup, you know, Messi isn't Messi isn't trying to. Oh, PSG, can I can I go play for Argentina? Mm -hmm. No, he just goes because it's it's right. just an independent thing. So if MLB ever gets to like you know gets the WBC under their thumb and WBC becomes its own entity, uh, I think that that would be better for the 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 sport because you 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 would see more stars play and and not have so many restrictions uh be placed upon them uh maybe it would yeah. be more difficult to get insurance so maybe that or maybe the players be... maybe the teams then outright would say hey you can't play in this at all there could be a, a counter maybe. effect to that maybe uh so it, it would be very interesting to see what, what what would what would happen but you know if it works with basketball yeah and it works with basketball it works with soccer i don't know about hockey but i'm sure that it works with hockey it's just baseball that that really is, is, the, is yeah. the problem of the league imposing an international competition but then restricting its own international competition right. I, i believe that's the only sport so it's frustrating uh but you know it, it's still a great show it's still a great yeah. show and uh i I've had a lot of fun watching it. Well, and I, and I think, you know, hearing some comments from Wander, Mejia, and Bethancourt and Harold Ramirez that they really appreciated the opportunity. You can tell the passion uh, that they draw from that experience. And again, it's it's a little bit higher level than, uh, you know, your, your humdrum spring training game. So you would think yeah. that the guys that are participating in this event are maybe a little bit more ready and more prepared for the the regular season the other thing too maybe um i mean if you're really trying to mitigate injuries maybe in the future if there's a way to push the world baseball classic later into the month of march like going right up against the mlb season so these players are super loose as loose as you can be for the start of the regular season i don't know but um yeah so i'll be curious to see how it all shakes out and uh evidently from our listener base out there they've been pretty uh bullish on the world baseball classic thus far we put it out 
on Twitter, fill in the blank. This year's World Baseball Classic has been dot, dot, dot. Joshua Garner says, exciting and electric. Matt Germain says, outstanding. Justin says, exciting. Uh, Jay Isaac Sr. says, lit. John says, wicked sick. Kevin is missing out. I guess I am missing out. But again, March Madness is going on. I got Sweet 16 on my mind, guys. Uh, Jake Stokes says, incredible. Every game, even the blowouts, incredible. Uh, Jay Ardle says, in fuego. Argenis Rashad says the best to date and Chris Snyder says, hopefully a preview to Randy's season. Yeah, that would be nice if he just, you know, go off and give us a 30, 30, 40, 40 season. Ooh, yeah. Bat 300. Love that. If you're a race fan and you're seeing how Randy is playing, how Isak, Isak also came through guys with with a two run single uh, on that elimination game against Puerto Rico. Uh, It's, it's, it's been intense. Now, you know, you've been, you've been a, a staunch advocate to reduce the number of games of the regular season. And we've had her back and forth and I see mm-hmm. your premise. I, I know that it can't be every year because it would dilute its specialness. You have to keep it three to four years, every world yeah. baseball classic, of course. And I'm still up that, but perhaps a way that you can kind of fix the whole, Oh, they're not ready. They're not amped mm-hmm. up is kind of put it in the middle like they do with the World Cup in the middle of the season. Yeah. You put it in July, June area, three week, three weeks off. You know, uh, if you're not, you know, playing, you, you're you're hanging out with your family or whatever. You, you stay, you go to your spring training facility to kind of keep uh, up time. I don't know. I think maybe a lot of fans slash teams would be worried that, hey, yeah. if my guy gets injured in July, I'm going to lose him for October. Right. And then if you put it in November, hey, guess what? The guys that played in in, in playoff baseball, they're not going to show up because yeah. they're already too tired. So honestly, I don't think there's a right time to do so. I think March is as good as it's going to get. Maybe every three or four years, however often the World Baseball Classic is going forward, you have it start April 1st, go through April 15th, and that's when you start the regular season. Because that's when people are really, I think, ready for baseball. Maybe you get more eyes on that as sort of a primer for the start of the MLB season. And I'm sure you could move around and gerrymander spring training a little bit to that extent. But maybe that's a solution. And that year, the year that there's the World Baseball Classic, teams are playing uh, 150 games instead of 162. Don't hate it. Really, really make it an important uh, celebration. Heighten it to the point where... This is such a big deal. We believe this is such a big deal that we are pushing back the amount of regular season games every fourth year. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. So. With that. I think I think that's not an impossibility. Maybe maybe teams would be like, "That's less revenue." No, are you insane? I don't know. But all I all I can say is it's been really fun to 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 watch all of these teams compete. Uh, yeah, and, and just the passion. I mean, what what comes out is just just so so much human emotion that uh, you don't see that until maybe late in the playoffs. Like Trey Turner, Trey Turner, after that Grand Slam in the post-game conference, which, of course, I had to watch because I'm a masochist, um, he said, that's the loudest I've ever been in a stadium ever. Wow. This guy just played in the playoffs. He's been in the World Series with the Nationals. Like this is how raucous of a crowd it can be. Like this is huge. So everybody that's 
you know, talking crap saying like, oh, it's meaningless. Like then you're just not a you're not a baseball fan. You're a franchise fan. And sorry, sorry that you're missing. You know, you, you're you don't you're not getting the point here. So who wins the whole thing in your estimation? Oh, well, I think the U.S. is 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 a damn good candidate. I, I think the U.S. is better than Cuba. Of course, guys, we're we're recording this right before the game. So we don't know how this is going to yeah. shape out uh, USA, Cuba, uh, and then on the other side is Japan, Mexico. Uh, you could see a Japan-US final, which would be really good for baseball. Like that's Otani v. Trout. Uh, that's just like in the right. World Cup, like Mbappe v. Messi teammates, but different nationalities going at it in the final. Like that's that's huge. I I, I think I. But Mexico has been really good. I don't know. I'm 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 dilly daddling here. Now, are are all these games going forward played in the U.S.? Yeah, the, everything is in Miami since the. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's home field advantage for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the U.S. and maybe Cuba to some extent. Well, yesterday, uh, from people that that were there, were like, okay, it it's uh, it was a Venezuelan, you know, home uh, field advantage. Yeah. You know, um, so with Cuba. If it was if it was a home field advantage with Venezuela with Cuba and Miami, are you serious? Yeah. Like that's ninety nine percent. So U.S. has it tough because of that. I do think they're going to come through with Cuba. I think U.S. is going to to the finals. I think Japan is just too good. I know Mexico has been a great story, but I think Japan is just too good. I think it's going to be U.S. Japan, and ultimately Japan has really worked hard for. Every single classic, they get together a month before all of them, dude. And they wow. and they do exhibitions in their country. Like they do batting practice and like they invite their country to just see them in the Tokyo Dome. Like they like this, not they love it. They work hard for it. I don't see how you can bet against Japan. And Japan just has a great style of baseball too. Yes. Just all the imports that have come in over the years. I mean, Ichiro Suzuki is one of my favorite players all time. So I digress on that. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed the WBC talk. Uh, we have more to talk about on this week, of course. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.